Hello, everyone. This is Pondering Bhutan with Ajishiro Taro and Hachimitsu Boy. Welcome back. This is uh, episode one. Uh, I guess it's episode two. Help me out well, here. Well, so I think I don't think I'm going to do episode numbers for this because the chapters are sometimes going to get weird when we have double chapters, and I just don't want the episode numbers to be different than the the chapter numbers so this is just episode one mm, okay and we will have an episode that's just like three episode numbers that's just how it's gonna work but i'm just gonna title them like last episode was forward and then this one's just gonna be like chapter one um bring on the hoods which is the the name of the chapter okay um, yeah so today we are we have read chapter one of the manga kermardi high school uh, English chapter title, Bring on the Hoods. Um, so uh, I just want to like start off by saying this is probably the least prep I've ever done for a podcast. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was like, I was thinking about it all day. I was like, oh yeah, Pondering Putan is tonight. You know, we're, we're starting this off. Um, I definitely want to like prepare and make sure, I mean, this is like, it's ironic because the nature of this podcast, I think, is like that we're just not going to be prepared and this is going to be, uh, like chaotic. Um, yeah. but like, you know, none, nonetheless, this is just like how I'm wired at this point after doing Ghost Divers for so long. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I gotta prepare. I haven't like skimmed through the manga. This is my first time reading it. Um, and so I got home and I was like, Oh, like Sarah, like, hold on. I got to see how much prep I have to do. And then I flipped through it and I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I can make dinner. This is like five pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's six pages total. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, God, it's no, such, this is intentionally it's such a relief. A very this is intentionally a very low prep, uh very low stakes. This is uh if you if you bring like notes at any point, that's just gonna be a bit. <laughs> uh that that might happen at some point. Um like even when we get to the end, tw- the chapters are twelve pages. Yeah. That's the longest the chapters ever. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's a pretty epic scale for a crow high, I think. 12 page yeah. chapter. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, uh, I only, I really don't even know, like, uh, what to start off with. Um, but for me, uh, one thing that I, w- I was looking at earlier and I thought would be fun to do is, uh, does your edition have the quiz on the back? Um, Do you have what it takes to make it in Cromarty High? Let me double check. Oh yeah, the very back. Yeah, the the very okay. back. Yeah, this is this is some stuff that I figured we would do when we get to those um bonus material pages, but we could do this one right now as like back of the book. Right. Well, I just want know? people to know where we stand, you know. Yeah. Like how are we going to I mean, they need yeah, to know if we need can to make know it. If we, yeah. So, uh, so I'm just gonna like read it off, 
and then it, like I'll like you can respond and then I'll respond. Yeah. Okay. And like, but and then you know, listeners at home, like you you should respond too, because yeah, you like it. You should probably you know, you should probably figure this I, out too. This is an important let me, thing to you know for your like self actualization. Can you make it in Crow yeah. or not? Let me just double check something real quick to, okay, this does work. Uh, I'm not going to say this most of the time. Um, also, I think if you do it, it immediately launches the app to like have you go join. So just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. But if you go to exportodio slash discord, it will send you to the abnormal mapping discord to like join it. Mm. Yeah. Um, just, and just like and drop you can in. go in there and go to the export chat. Um, and that's where you can talk about the episode. And so if you want to give your answers, uh, that's probably a good place to, to do it. Or you can send us emails at ghostdiverspod mm-hmm. at gmail.com and we'll read them when, when we get them and record next. So Yeah, if you just like go in the, the chat and just drop in whatever your score is, we'll, we'll know what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, by the way, there is no clear scoring system. Um for how to tally these points. So I think you just kind of have to like use your heart, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. Quiz. Do you have what it takes to make it in Cromartie high? First question. Do you have a tough nickname? Um, so this one, I I do have a few nicknames, but I'm not sure if they're tough. Let, let me know. Uh, brat. Is that a tough nickname? Um, perhaps, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think the other depends. one is Fox girl. Okay. Is Fox girl a, a tough nickname? Um, maybe like, I don't know when I think of a Fox, I don't really think of like overwhelming toughness. Um, but, but I guess in some instances, is, like, it's like it's like conniving its own kind of toughness because you know foxes are kind of depicted as like being a little like clever and sneaky right yeah is it is it the ultimate toughness if you're conniving enough to get others to fight for you yeah i think i'm gonna have to go with no for this one yeah i can't i can't Although, talk myself into it because i i did say brat and i have i've watched multiple anime recently where someone, and also I've been reading Berserk, mm-hmm. where someone talks to like a really strong person and is like, "You're uppity, you brat," and then the the like people do this to guts sometimes, and then guts kills them. So mm-hmm. I think brat might be a tough nickname. Yeah, I think I think we can give it to you for brat. Um, okay. I mean, what about you? Do you have a tough nickname? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, how many fights have you been in? Uh, and the options are none, five to ten. So I guess like one to five is not. I guess they assume is, if you've had one fight, you're probably you've you've had at least five. Um, more than one hundred, or none. No one ever had the stones to challenge me. Um, um I'm. I'm none. No one ever had the stones to challenge. Yeah, me too. 
that's definitely why. Yeah. That's that's definitely why. Um probably um, related to I tell people probably related to I tell people that I know Tai Chi and they're like, that's a martial art, right? And I'm like, yeah, I kinda and they're like, okay, I'm not challenging you to any fights. Yeah, I move slowly in the park. It's like, oh shit, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, you don't want to mess with me and my gang of old people. <laughs> There's a lot of psychic energy over there um, that's being harnessed. Um, yeah, I think no one. I think no one just ever had the stones to challenge me. Um, quite possibly related to my uh, answer to question four. Um, uh, question number three: What's in your book bag? Uh, my homework, porno, or a metal plate? Por- porno porno okay <laughs> yeah yeah um see the problem is i mean i i mean i keep my tablet in there and there is some it's like, connected to the yuri dojin on there okay that's fair and it is connected to the internet where there's also just more porn but also the i just have downloaded files of like of like Shen and zawawa dojin which is just is yuri mm. okay yeah i guess i guess that counts um, also, they fucking Nana. Did you know that they fucking Nana? I don't know anything about Nana. <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't know a single thing about Nana. <laughs> um, Somehow. Sorry, Is that not sorry, the most amazing sorry. feat? That I'm like... that I. I, you're, I'm like one of your best friends, and I know nothing about Nana. Still. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so uh, there are these two girls named Nana. I knew, well, okay, right? I did know that part. Yeah, uh, one of them is Nana Kamatsu, and she's like uh, always kind of falling hold for on, like hold older on, guys. Hold on, sorry, and... I need to put my book down and, and get my drink because this is gonna be a while. <laughs> um. And um, continue with the plot summary. You know, Nada. she she like ends up finally kind of trying to to um, start a relationship with like a someone who she knows. Like she decides to become friends with the person first before starting the relationship. Um, it's not just some like hot older guy. Um, and then he ends up leaving to go to uh, art school, and she doesn't get in, and she just wants to move with him and, like, still be with him, and he's like, no, you need to, like, figure out what you want to do, then you can come to Tokyo. There's this other girl, uh, Nana Osaki, or Osaki Nana would be the, you know, Japanese order of things. Uh, She is this, like, punk. She, like, really idolizes uh, the Sex Pistols, falls in love with this guy who's in a rock band, or, like, a punk band, um, ends up joining the band, um, and, you know, generally kind of enjoying the relationship, although it's got like a, its problems. Um, and then, uh, he gets scouted by this more popular, like more successful band in Tokyo called Trap Nest and leaves the band that he has with, with Nana, uh, the Blackstones or Blast. Wow, what a douche. And, uh, goes to Tokyo and, you know, basically like she's kind of invited to go but she has her pride it's like you're like leaving our band it's like our band i want you to care about like making it with me as a singer not like also you're punk you shouldn't care about making it yeah yeah uh well i mean nana also kind of cares about being able to make money off of her music but anyway um and then eventually she saves up and she decides she's going to move to tokyo not to um 
like, uh, go be with him, but rather to like make it as a band, as a musician herself and kind of like prove him. Um, and then both of them end up on the same train to Tokyo, uh, get stopped because of a lot of like snow and, uh, like inclement weather. And they just, they end up talking most of the time. Although a lot of it is just Nanakomatsu, who's like far more excitable and talkative, um, uh, just talking to Osaki Nana. Um, and then they go their separate ways. Um, but then they end up running into each other again at the same apartment showing and end up deciding to be roommates to split the rent. Um, because both of them want the apartment and one of the, the people showing it is like, why don't you just be roommates instead of like us trying to like figure out who's going to be able to rent this since we're showing it to both of you at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so they do that. And then, uh, what essentially develops from there is, um, like them basically falling in love with each other, but not understanding that that is like what is happening to them. Um, and then stuff comes up in their life that like kind of forces them apart. And then most of the rest of the, the manga, like this happens like in the first, uh, quarter of the manga that they get separated. Most of the rest of the manga is them like trying to get back together. And it lots of like narration from the future. That's kind of ambiguous future. That seems to be even more aware of like the importance of the relationship that they had to each other, but that they still haven't like reformed it. Um, and then the, the author got really sick, um, uh, and hasn't been able to finish it. And so that's just where it's been. Oh, wow. But it's really good. You should read I, it. I didn't it's know that. That my was favorite like manga unfinished. Ever. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, the, the ending as it currently stands is, so this is the thing where like, part of me is like, you should read the manga before we get to it on Ghost Divers, because there's stuff that happens in early parts that would happen in the anime that is hard for me to like know exactly how to talk about without knowing having the manga ends point. Yes. Um, but where it ends is this, like, honestly, like I would obviously like her to be able to finish it. She wants to be able to finish it. Um, she talks about this being her life's work and that like she wants to finish it. And I, I'm glad that she's not done that yet, that she's continuing to place her health first. But also where it ended feels like a good ending because there's so much left open in this very poignant way where things have changed significantly in like the last few chapters. Um, that is um, honestly like it's very emotional how things have changed, but also it gets you to this place where you can kind of see uh, how characters get to where they are in the future. And then you still don't really know, are they going to find each other and get back together or not? But that like openness and incompleteness uh, of, do you find the person again? Um, is it finding the same person or is it finding a different person or whatever? Uh, has a certain poignancy to it that um, still works as an ending for me. Mm. Uh, even if we don't have like a canon answer of are they going to get together and be like lesbians together or not? Yeah. I also keep porn in my book bag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I can't, I can't question. say I've ever had a metal plate in there. Um, no. I don't even know what kind of metal plate they're like referencing here. 
I'm a- well, it'd be like one that you would put in so that you could kind of use it as like armor, you know? Um, like if someone oh, tried like to hit a, you in like the back, a they chest, really like a breastplate. Yeah, like a well, like just like a not like putting on a breastplate, but just like a big sheet of metal, which would just like one like kind of act as a shield if you needed to, and then also you could like take it and hit someone with it, and it would do a lot of damage. Mm, yeah, with your backpack. Yeah, yeah, like my chain shield. Yeah, that you talk about all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like that chain shield I had one time in our yeah. In our let me sit back in well, the veil. I had my go at Nana. You talk again about your chain shield. I have I ever talked about? Don't even try to reverse this. <laughs> what are you talking about? When aren't you talking about your chain shield? Never. And you're talking about Nana constantly. It's not even. It's not even a, like in the same realm of. <laughs> uh, you know what though, listeners, back me up. Connor is always going on about his chain shield. Yeah, totally. You know, it's like I'm always like bragging about, you know, the chain. You're still doing the it. chain, you know, and the shield. You're still doing. You're doing it right now in this fictional tabletop game that that only like five people know about. Yeah. No, in that one, it was your sweet knife. That's basically just the prog knives from Ava. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, yeah. Well, I had that too. I had that too. Um, it was pretty cool. No, but the chain shield is a. You brought the chain shield over to my house once, and like just kept talking to me about how cool it was. Oh, was that the time that I was like trying to show you how to polish it? And yeah. you like weren't you like wouldn't. Polish it. And you were also explaining to me how to make chainmail, and I was like, I did actually take a jewelry course, and like we actually learned that as part of it. Yeah, like I did a like small chainmail piece that you could like wear on your hand. Yeah, and then we collaborated on that. We did the the um, the costumes for uh, Ridley Scott's Kingdom of Heaven. You remember that? Yeah, like right after that. Yeah, because we were like, holy shit! Like everybody remembers our our costumes for Ridley Scott's Kingdom. Yeah, of Heaven. Yeah, that mask we did for Edward Norton that was incredible. Yeah, we were just like, oh shit! Like you also like, like blacksmithing and like, you know, like metalworking. Like let's just let's just collaborate, you know. Yeah, and we did it. <sighs> yeah, that was cool. So, question four. Yeah. Um, how tough do you like check all that apply? Um, the options are pompadour. Uh, I have one. Okay, I, I think you, you're going to have to... I'll defer to you on this one, but I think technically I have a pompadour the way that I do my hair. Yeah, you do. Yeah, it, it does. It's not like a really big pompadour. That's pretty conservative. Whereas I have like, I have like a massive re- regent haircut that just like... You know, I have to be careful where I walk because I could I knock things off. Yeah, yours your casts a shadow. Yeah. Like small children cower in fear when you walk past, because the, I don't, the, they think it's like like some sort of listener. In, listener, in, in case you're confused, I don't actually have a pompadour, but usually when there's a character creator and I can put a pompadour on my lady, I give her a pompadour. I do do that all the time, so I think it still counts. Yeah, I yeah for sure. I mean, if my chain shield counts, yeah. like your fictional characters that yeah. you've created. I mean, that's like, it's versions of, 
you're just it's extensions yeah. of yourself right um yes so i think that applies um okay i non-fictionally i have a carpet of chest here so we're gonna i'm taking that point yeah because this um, is the only time that's I, been a positive for me i i used to and then i was such a badass that it was scared of me and left wow that uh yeah, I think you have me beat on that one. You're gonna have to like help me out and tell me how to how to do that because it's really uh, um, I'm like spironolactone and estrogen. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, it's it's really like it's I've really got a carpet here, so um, yeah, I think I might. I used to. I don't any. <laughs> that is true. Um, that is true. Do you still do you still want this point, or do you want like two points? Because I'll just take the one. Okay. All right. Uh, shaved eyebrows? Not yet. Um, not yet. Yeah. Neither of us. Um, although, when I made this like stipulation in the intro episode, uh, I didn't realize it was co- going to come back up here. Like I didn't take it mm-hmm. from here. I just was like, oh, yeah, somewhere in my brain was just, like, spat out, like, oh, shaving eyebrows. That'd be funny. Um, but here here we are, right? So, um, yeah. shaved eyebrows, not yet, but perhaps. This might be, like, a running calculation. Uh, handlebar mustache, absolutely not. I refuse. No. Um, lazy swagger. Um, yes. Yeah, I think, I think I'll take that. Menacing glare. Oh, yeah. For you or for me? For me. Oh, yeah. For you, yeah. For me, I don't know. I don't think I have. I don't think I have that. Yeah, you got to work on it. You have the beginnings of a menacing glare. Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst thing that you could have said. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I just, I have to call it like I said. Oh, my God. No, I I like. Ugh. Yeah. I either like want to have it or not, you know. I don't want to like be. I don't want to be in between. That's just a weak position to be in. Um, okay. Question: What is this five? Mm-hmm. Say you checked out eleven adult videos. Three of those were new releases, so you had to return them the next day. How many uh, volumes of Nada do you have left? The options here are three, eight, or eleven. I would never give them back. Eleven, I would never give them back. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you there. Um. So somehow the the scoring, uh, and this is where like listeners, you should definitely take note. Yeah, tally up your points. Um. Somehow the scoring, uh, grid is ten points or less, errand boy, ten to fifteen, wannabe punk. 30 to 40, one badass dude, more than 100, champ by default. How you get to 100, how you get to even, like, how many options are here? Like, 6, 7, 10, 11. I think, I think you can only get 12. The quiz is, like, set up so you can only get 12. Am I like 
Am I miscalculating here? You could maybe get like 14 if you get more for some than others, but yeah. Yeah, maybe I just can't add anyway, and subtract. I got more than 100 champ by default. Okay, well, I think I got fewer than 10, so, you know, we're not going to say what that makes me. You do have that carpet of chest here, though. I think that bumped it up. I think you are a wannabe punk. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, carpet for the win. Yeah. Um, um, do we have any comments on the actual chapter that we read? Or yeah, yeah. So you said we you wanted to do a separate for the like for the history of Cromarty High and the Anthem, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, we'll read those when we get to you. So that'll be January 11th, I guess, will be the bonus materials. Okay, so what I think was, what I really enjoyed about this chapter is, mm-hmm. um, like, coming to it from uh, the anime. Like, yeah. and, you know, a big thing in the anime is, like, uh, Kamiyama... Um, just it, it's like in medias race, like he just like starts in in Cromarty High. It's like the middle of chapter one, but it like cuts out all the backstory and whatever. Uh, so you don't actually know, like it's not presented how he gets into Crow High. Um, yeah, and then like it's constantly called out in the anime, like oh, if you want to know, like you know, read the manga. Um, yeah, so like. We finally are reading the manga. Um, and of course, we get the revelation like in chapter one uh, <laughs> yes. of how Kamiyama ends up in Cromarty High. Um, so, you know, I thought that was just great. Finally seeing, you know, like how it happens, you know, the fact that it's revealed. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was cool that that they finally let us see that um yeah so yeah that's it it is funny throughout the anime how they keep saying that and it literally is just like the second half of chapter one. yeah and then they like never tell you isn't it funny how they never tell yeah. you how they like constantly are referencing yes. it and then they never actually like tell you how it happens yeah that's that's um, I, I think that's hilarious and i love that but so i really like the panels where um I mean, this gets adapted in the anime, and it makes a lot of sense because it's just very funny. But the the he ate my pencil bit. Oh yeah, um, yeah, just fantastic. Like the panel work here is really funny. Um, the the like shots of him like chewing up the pencils, uh, like the the panels of them. Yeah, fantastic. The additional detail um, too of uh, of him like, I, I don't think it shows him like actually vomiting in the in the anime. He. He might like in the background, but so much more shit happens in the background mm-hmm. in the anime that it it might even be like much later in the background of a shot or something. I don't remember. Yeah, I love like the beads of sweat on his face. Yeah. When he's holding the whole like the whole bundle of pencils. Yeah. Just like the the um, moment of deliberation. Yeah. Um By the way, our are you, I think I've explained this before, but I just to say it on this podcast too, because we are doing the manga. 
Um, the style here is very directly a parody of the uh, drawings of Ikigami Ryochi, who, for me, like his big thing is Crying Freeman. It's the one that I always think of, but he he's done a number of other um, major works. Like uh, I know, I think he is a well-regarded one. Um, Wounded Man, I know I've heard people talk about before. Um, Sanctuary is a really big one. Um, and he's mostly an artist. I don't know if he uh, wrote any himself. Mm. Um, but yeah, just looking at his credits, it looks like all of them have a written by. So I think he just does these drawings. But usually his style is this like very um, like stoic really strong features that you get here but it's like yakuza so it's like people like the whole thing about crying freeman is it is an assassin who uh when he gets like the code word that tells him to go kill he he's like no longer aware fully aware of his actions but still the like uh person who's been brainwashed underneath begins to cry yeah when he sees is that like, is like that the like, violence that he himself is doing. is that like you and someone brings up nana yes <laughs> Um, I cry all the time when I think of Nana. Or you just like, like you no longer become aware of your actions. Like, this is extra funny given plot points of Nana and how I most often compare myself to Asaki Nana. Um, oh, also, so uh, there are the two Nanas, but very quickly, um, Osaki Nana, who's the punk one, gives uh, Komatsu Nana the nickname of Hachi uh, from Hachiko, meaning like you know the famous loyal dog. Um, that like would always go and wait for the monk um, that's at like Shibuya crossing. There's a statue of uh, Hachiko, I think, but also it's a joke because Nana is seven in Japanese and Hachi is eight. Mm. So it's, it's a fun bit of little wordplay there. How, how, um, how, how is that related? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. Uh, you can get early access to episodes of this podcast and many others by becoming a $1 patron of the network at exportaud.io and listen a week before the public feeds. For, or for $5, get exclusive access to Pop Down Funk, a weekly podcast where Autumn and Nora roll a random Funko Pop and they have to watch something from that media franchise. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend. You can uh, They can find their free feed on Export Audio or exportaud.io slash Puton, or by searching Pondering Puton on their podcast app of choice. If you like listening to us talk, we do a lot more over at Ghost Divers, which you can find at exportaud.io slash Ghost Divers, or by searching Ghost Divers on your podcast app of choice. You can find the show at Pondering Puton on Twitter, or just put, uh, at Puton on co-host. You can find me at FoxMomnia on Twitter and co-host. Where can people follow you, Connor? Uh, you can follow me at Rebelaze, R-E-B-B-L-E-A-S, on Twitter uh, and on co-host. And our opening theme is Ningen Nante by Yoshido Takaro, and taking us out today is Kenko Joto by Kishidan. Class dismissed. Class dismissed.